God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome. Oh. What? Oh, there we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Ash Epp, and I am joined by the incredible Dr. Ray Ed Weber. El Paso County Coroner candidate, uh, family practitioner, and the object of Liz Lander's obsession. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back, Ash. I, I really appreciate it. I love being on Conservative Daily. Yes, and thanks for coming into the studio. It's great to have truth. you here. Yeah, it's great to have I you here it. live. So we are going today, as we talked about a little bit about this morning with uh, Mike Lindell, Vice News has done a hit piece on the Colorado grassroots, and it's kind of bookended with Dr. Weber's race. Uh, really seems seems as though Leon Kelly got his moment in the sun in, in this piece. And so we're going to spend the hour here today going through this piece bit by bit. We're going to break down every bit of it, every false claim, every time they call us election deniers and other silly names. We're going to break it down, and uh, that is, that's the plan for the show today. So um, I know you've watched it already and listened to it. Uh, any, any, you know, before we get, start, get started going through it, what, what was your reactions to Liz Lander's reporting? Well, I think so many Americans have woken up. I, I can't imagine them just watching that and thinking, well, yeah, that, that must be the truth, because the spin is just, yeah. it's nuts. It's nuts. They're, they're trying to sell a story. They definitely are selling a story. And, um, you know, it's the so I, as I said on the show with Mike, uh, most of us in Colorado who are involved with election integrity were at the Capitol at that mm -hmm. event. Um, the m earlier that morning, there was an El Paso County Commissioner meeting to uh, to, to debate and come to an agreement about a new contract with Runbeck. Of course, Holly Williams sits as an El Paso County Commissioner, someone who has voting authority yeah. on that contract, and her husband is a senior advisor for Runbeck. But those of us who think that there might be corruption and conflicts of interest, we're just crazy election deniers. So uh, that is, that's what we're at. And, and it, you know, we kind of speculate that, um, and I've heard others say that the Vice News team, and they sent a team of four people out here, mm -hmm. we knew right away that they were not Colorado Press. We, you know, Colorado Press comes in as, uh, you know, dressed down hippies who, you know, fa fancy themselves to be 
real journalists, but they're just closeted communists, generally speaking. But usually there's just one of them, right? They've got a pencil. Maybe one of them brings a camera, but you never have a four-person crew running around. So we knew that something was up. She was real, uh, like a dog with a bone, trying to get to Tina Peters. She managed to get one statement out of her and then chased her around for the rest of the day. But Mike Lindell, uh, you know, spent over an hour with reporters that morning as Mm -hmm. they, you know, tried to set him up and tried to get him to twist his words and and say all kinds of things. He gives people un unprecedented access uh, from a from a reporting standpoint from a journalism standpoint and of course there's no gratitude for that because that's not that's not something that uh, that leftists leftist communists do so he, yeah Mike Lindell he's just so amazing and he, he just treats them with kindness even though they are trying to you know mudsling and make him look bad and he just he has wonderful grace he, re- he really does. He's absolutely incredible man. So without further ado, let's get going. We're just gonna we're gonna watch the whole thing. The entire segment's about ten minutes, but we're gonna stop it as we go and talk about all all of the things. So, Mr. Producer, let's get going. Bloody floor. This is not what we typically film when we're doing political stories. I think they're trying to get a reaction out of people. It's all part of understanding the process and what Dr. Kelly does for work every day. Dr. Kelly. So I pulled out of his scalp. It goes to right side to the left side, and then it embeds under his scalp. You can actually see it there on the x-ray. You see the arrow, the scroll, that little radio pig fragment. That's this guy. So I mushroomed a little bit and then came to rest in the scalp. It was suicide in this yeah. case? So mm-hmm. complete the gunshot wound, yeah. Everyone All right, let's stop it there for just a second. Missing. All right, so this is Dr. Leon Kelly. Uh, the audience should remember Dr. Kelly as coroner, medical examiner, coroner, medical <laughs> examiner, coroner. That's Dr. Kelly. And he the is <laughs> He is the coroner of El Paso County, the incumbent coroner. Dr. Weber is running against him for coroner. He is the king of inflated uh, de- uh, COVID death numbers, um, but he is also the medical examiner. So in there, 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 you know, we come to the conclusion at the end of that little dialogue between the two of them that this is a self-inflicted gunshot wound. There's somebody that has committed suicide. They've shot themselves, and Dr. Kelly is there. Dr. Kelly is the one who is there in those moments. He is conducting an autopsy, right? That, that, that right. appears. I mean, appears. that's just that's uh, all there is to it, right? That appears to be what what we're seeing there. And the the blonde lady with the mask is Liz Landers. You'll see more of her as we go through uh, as we go through this. But you can hear him, and we'll we'll pick it right back up here in a second. But you can hear him talking about how it, how uh, sacred his his job is, and how in these moments, um, it's you know it, it's really important to have the right corner. You can go ahead and and, and play it again. Worst thing that's probably ever happened to one of these families. Yes. Right? Like, we only see the worst of the worst. So, we only see the tragedy. So, every one of these represents a massive bomb dropped into some family's life. Um, And so, we certainly feel the weight of that, even if we go about it in a very clinical, professional manner. um, It's still there. You still feel it. Seems like you're a little emotional about it. It, it, it's it's sort of a sacred job to help um, these families in these difficult moments. Dr. Leon Kelly's role here as El Paso County's coroner might and not seem like it has anything to do with politics, 
but in Colorado, it's an elected position. This is an incredibly sophisticated laboratory, and, and to run it, you need a medical director. I'm not only a forensic pathologist, but I'm an anatomic pathologist and a clinical pathologist. So I'm board certified in three different areas. Because I have that laboratory clinical pathology training, it allows me to run this laboratory. And on June 28th, he'll be on the Republican primary ballot against Dr. Ray Ann Weber, who is not any of those things Dr. Kelly just listed. Legally, she's not required to be in order to run for this office. Dr. Weber is a family physician who dabbles in both COVID and election conspiracies. Vice News reached out to her requesting an interview. She did not respond. We the people deserve hand count paper ballots. This would be accurate and it would be cheap. The machines and the lockdowns have brought our country to its knees. You all sat here and listened to Coroner Kelly and listened to his falsely inflated COVID death numbers, just like Dr. Fauci. Ma'am, this is about a contract with Runbeck. This is not a conversation about Coroner Kelly. So why is a doctor who's we, running for yeah, let's go ahead and talking pause. about voting machine? All right, I will. Uh, since <laughs> since since you did not respond for request for comment, <laughs> let's uh, let's get your response. Uh, obviously, they're setting up a very emotional scene there for the audience. Right, and you, you know that county commissioner meeting was to discuss the run back contract, and that's what we were discussing. But the point is, they cut out the whole the whole key piece, why elections are related to COVID. And that, that connection is something I've been trying to, you know, help the county commissioners. I gave each of them a copy of um, some books to, that they could educate themselves. There's still, you know, people in our community and regardless if they're making the wrong decision, you know, I, I feel like if we could educate them, they might at one point, I pray, take a different stance. But yeah, the, the whole shutdown, the mail-in voting, that, that gave, that enabled all the voter fraud. And if they can't understand why COVID connected to that, that they just can't get it. So one of the things that we know, I mean, we know uh, Vice didn't feel uh, compelled to report on this, but we know that, that Dr. Kelly is both the coroner and the medical examiner in El Paso County. And he's, he presents that uh, when he's talking about his credentials to run the lab and all of the things. He's presenting that as though that's some sort of virtue. But as we've reported on this show, the people of El, Ca El Paso County should deserve uh, a, a both a full-time coroner and a full-time medical examiner. It's the largest, most populous county in the state. Absolutely. And, uh, and so, so can you explain for the audience a little bit about what is the difference between the coroner and the medical examiner? Obviously, one is an elected position, one is not. But can you give us a little bit of context for uh, what, you know, he, I, I feel like he's conflating the two jobs because he holds them both. Can you break mm -hmm. it down a little bit for us? Right. And that, that is a key element of what's going on in this, this race uh, between him and I in the coroner's office that the coroner and the medical examiner are not the same positions. And in a large county like El Paso County, the coroner should be a full-time job. So if he's doing two or three jobs, then he's shortchanging the people on what they need in the role of a coroner. And a coroner provides the checks and balances between themselves and with a um, medical examiner. Now the medical examiner, is a forensic pathologist. That is the doctor. That's the person that needs to have that training. 
And in about half of the United States, um, counties are represented by a coroner, an elected coroner. Some places they have chosen to simply have a medical examiner, but we did not, and we've not done that for a reason, because that representation, representation gives us the checks and balances. Uh, right, and it's a leadership role. They've portrayed the coroner's office as, um, or the coroner himself, as needing to be uh, a medical professional. And in fact, the majority, uh, about 38%, only have a bachelor's degree. 30% have an associate's degree. And they tend to go into things like um, uh, criminal law or, you know, other things than anatomy. That's not the typical route for someone that is going to be a coroner. So, you know, I think it is helpful that I'm a doctor and definitely know the medical community, um, but it's not required to be a coroner and to do the job that is needed to bring integrity and leadership to that office. And what is specifically the job? So the, the medical examiner is is the, the doctor doing the autopsy, overseeing the lab. The, the coroner is an elected position. Uh, it is, uh, and, and we saw the role, I think one of the, the um, most obvious uh, places where, where, where we can say, okay, well, what does the coroner do? COVID death numbers, right? So you, yeah. I, I think you've talked about uh, the inflated COVID death numbers, but what is, the, what is the role of the coroner in what we saw with COVID? Absolutely. The, the coroner in, in our county specifically um, took a very active role in making policy related to how, how we, the living, go about our business. So by choosing to go ahead and um, just do what the CDC said, hey, let's just swab everybody. In fact, they gave $500,000 to the office of the coroner to do mass testing as well as you know wear PPE. Um, but they put that money to use it, rather than saying, hey, does this serve my people the best to, to do testing with a um, a positive, uh, you know, a false positive rate that's so high with the PCR test. It, the accuracy, now we know. I mean, at first, uh, we always want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt that maybe they, you know, just thought that this was going to be helpful, but mistakes have been made. It's too inaccurate. Stop inflating numbers. Ab absolutely. And and that is, you know, I think one of the things that's really ironic about this piece, uh, uh, you know, hypocritical even, um, is that they're talking about how you're making the coroner race political. This isn't a political thing. Yeah, it's an elected official. Pay no attention. Um, it's not political, right? You're making it. This is a sacred. This is this is people's autopsies. This is the worst moment in people's lives. And Dr. Weber is trying to make this political said the guy who was responsible for a lot of the impacts to our lives during COVID. You, you only have to go back and look at the March 31st, 2020 uh, County Commissioner's Report, and that's, that's when he lays it all out. He took not just the reporting of deaths or COVID numbers, he actively politicized the coroner's role, presenting all the evidence and citing a, a church in Korea as a super spreader, okay, so we should sh shut down our churches, right? Th that, that sent a clear message and yep. had serious effects. 
It, it definitely did. And uh, we're going to get back to the video in just a second. But are you tired of feeling like someone is always watching you on the Internet? Maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you and you're concerned about the privacy of your identity. Using incognito mode won't solve your problem either. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phone, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you are instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com daily and use promotional code daily to claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash daily. All right. So let's get back into this uh, Vice News hit piece and we can resume, Mr. Producer. So why is a doctor who's running for county coroner talking about voting machines and COVID conspiracies? Because the GOP obsession with both has made it good politics. This county meeting back in April was supposed to be about a contract with a company that prints ballots until local GOP activists turned it into another public confrontation over voting fraud conspiracies. Here we are, the people telling you that the election system does not deserve or have our trust, nor does anyone who stands by it. To believe otherwise is to be a conspiracy theorist or to be deemed a domestic terrorist. Really? America witnessed vote flipping real time on the television. Bottom line, we need to get rid of the machines. Thank you. President Joe Biden handily won Colorado in the 2020 election. But we pockets don't know of the that. state are still very red. Right-wing activists made fraud allegations in El Paso County, but several investigations found no evidence. But there's an audience for these conspiracies, and so several candidates here are now running on this platform. Do you trust the 2020 election results? No, I do not. Peter Lupia wants to be the head of elections in El Paso County because he says he doesn't trust the outcome of the 2020 elections. Part of the conversation at the El Paso meeting earlier today um, was a lot of people talking about hand-counting ballots in the next election. Is that something you support? And is that feasible? Uh, yes, it is my number right, one actually stop my it campaign right there. platform. So I want to wait before we get to hand counting ballots. Um, because we're going to debunk what she says there too. Uh, so they, she says in there, GOP has made it has made election conspiracies and COVID conspiracies good politics. First of all, 
this has nothing to do with the GOP. The candidates that are running are fighting the GOP. The, the candidates that are running on the, the platform of freedom and liberty and restoring self-governance back at the local level, those candidates are fighting the Republicans more than they're fighting the Democrats. They've been fighting Republic. We, we have been, and I'm not a Republican, but I align to America first. And we have been fighting the Republican Party since November 3rd of 2020. Uh, every everything that we try to do to put power back in the hands of the people results in us being attacked, us being called racist, us being called deplorable, deplorables, us being called domestic terrorists, election deniers. I, nobody denies that there was an election. It was stolen. It was stolen. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're not election deniers. You are fraud deniers. Um, but I want to talk about that because you are running as a Republican uh, for this race and most of the America First candidates that are in uh, El Paso County. And I think, you know, we say uh, that Colorado is the election fraud test kitchen and El Paso County is the tip of the spear to addressing that and taking back our state. Um, and so I, you know, the, the candidates that have handily taken over the, uh, the El Paso County GOP, um, the Colorado Republican establishment is not happy with, with those candidates. Do you wanna uh, talk just a little bit about being labeled as, you know, GOP activists and this is the GOP's politics? Oh, well, if it's the government opposition party, right. then I would be in that. But really, they, they're still thinking of themselves as the grand old party, they're the rhinos. Mm -hmm. And they are waging war against our grassroots movement. There's a, a fantastic group of top-line candidates that are fighting to take back our country and bring back election integrity, uh, focusing on our constitution, our constitutional rights that the government has just so blatantly stolen from us. It, it, the only way we get back our country is through local community and um, peacefully with, you know, that's what the founding fathers gave us, the ability to vote. And that's why the election integrity matters for everything. If if we can't vote, we do not have a voice. And it's as though we've had an illusion right. of having a voice. And We've definitely had an illusion of choice in our elections for a very long time. You know, my first uh, my first presidential election, and this by no means uh, th this this issue, this um, movement around election integrity is by no means about the presidential election. It's about elections. It's about us having control over our elections and being able to have public trust in the outcome of our elections. But. Um, the the uh, the the website. You, oh, sorry, you mentioned top line candidates, and yes. I would like to uh, just put that website up. It, top line vote is that right? Toplinevote.com. We'll find it. Toplinevote.com. Yeah. Perfect. It yes. Toplinevote.com. Exactly it, and that is. They're not accepting donations. They, this is just a grassroots, somebody that decided, hey, these are the candidates I wanna support. I can make a website and hey, spreading the word. Somebody going around on their own dime and just talking with people, sharing. It's, it's community and it's really, it, actually for the first time, it seems like people in office or running for office you know, we want to connect with community. We're out there talking at, at neighborhood um, meetings, meet and greets, just small household groups, and uh, the response is amazing. 
It, it absolutely is. And, you know, so my first presidential election was Bush v. Gore, mm-hmm. right? And then we had Bush versus Kerry. And then we had Obama versus McCain. And then we had, or no, it wasn't Bush versus Kerry. It was, uh, who was it? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. Anyway, <laughs> illusion of choice. Right. Obama, McCain, Obama, Romney. No, it was Kerry. Yeah, I think it was Kerry. Uh, Obama, Romney. And, 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 and it was supposed to be Clinton Bush in the 2016 mm-hmm. election. Right. It was supposed to be Hillary versus Jeb. And, and that's what the Uniparty wants. That's what they they like their illusion of choice. So that regardless of which party is elected, globalism wins. The state yes. expands and our power as individuals and our ability to govern ourselves becomes lesser and lesser every time we have one of these elections, regardless of which party uh, wins. But it's not just about the presidential. This illusion of choice, look at the, the Secretary of State race here in Colorado. What the Uniparty wants is Pam Anderson versus Jenna Griswold, right? Mm-hmm. Pam Anderson is Zuckerbucks and CTCL and funded by Soros just as much as Jenna. And, and so it's an illusion of choice. It's not a real choice. But what we really need to get back to is our own our own community, right? Being able yes. to govern our own community. The, the further away we remove governance mm-hmm. from our actual day-to-day, the worse off the American people are. And we see that yeah. because that is the fruit of globalism. We've gotten to this point now where we've seen globalism consistently expand over the mm-hmm. past 20 years. We've seen supply chains become uh, increasingly more global over the past 20 years. We've seen the UN and the EU and all of the changes that have happened to bring us to greater globalism. And what has that wrought? The need for a great reset. It's, it's, it's brought us to the point where they want to rebuild the economy because everything that they did failed, but they want another swing at bat. And I, no, no, you don't, you don't get it. We, we need to have like the, in my, in my humble opinion, the county, and the county governance structure mm-hmm. should be the absolute most powerful, unless there's, you know, city or something closer, right? Like you, the where the people are, where we are, and we can talk. Um, we're going to talk uh, after the next segment. We're going to talk about hand counting and and what that would look like. Um, but this idea that you know, I mean, we've watched this in Colorado with with 22 1 through 53. We've watched power erode and come out of the county and move into the hands of the Secretary of State, into the to you know greater greater power and control centralized away from the people. That is their goal. They want it all in Brussels, right? Um, but what do you? Wh- I mean, what do you say to that? Yeah, it, it's all about community, and I mean it. it feels sometimes like it's so overwhelming how are we going to deal with this mess that's been thrown at us and you know when you dig in and look a little behind the scenes how long it has been going on Mm -hmm. i mean for years and you're you're absolutely right It, it started here in colorado we brought dominion through wayne williams to the rest of the country and we're gonna do everything we can to stop these machines it it's it's absolutely doable, mm-hmm. but you need some people that understand the Constitution and that are willing to stand up. I mean, w- the people that are running for office in this top line, we've put it all on the line. Um, it, you know, we, we don't have to do this. Um, I never thought I would want to get into politics, but it, we're doing this for our kids. We can't leave this mm-hmm. mess to our kids. I will not let them grow up in a uh, Marxist tyrannical country and mm-hmm. it, that that's where we get back to the voting 
Well, and I think what we saw, um, you know, uh, the people who want to be involved in politics and who set out to be in politics, want to be in politics and desire to rule over and control others are the people who should not be there. And that is allowing those people to be there is what has gotten us to this point is that we have outsourced it, right? We've outsourced our self-governance to people further and further away from us. And now we're reaping the, the fruit of that. Right. Yeah. Right. We need to keep it local and have accountability. That's why we can, we go to our county commissioners meeting on Tuesday, every morning, we can go and tell them, hey, I've been paying attention, and I'm concerned about this. And we do. We show up. and But we couldn't go to D.C. every week, right? right. Or Brussels. Or Brussels. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the thing is you need to be able to look, to look the people representing you in the eye, whether they're representing yes. you in the clerk's office or in the legislature mm -hmm. in Denver or in the legislature in D.C. You need to be able to look them in the eye and, and take part in your self-governance. And hand-counting ballots is a, is a big way that we can actually restore public trust. Yes. They are going to be hysterical about it. So let's listen to Liz Landers' hysterical about hand-counting ballots. Thinking about hand-counting ballots in the next election. Is that something you support, and is that feasible? Uh, yes. It is my number one, actually, my campaign platform is to return to hand-counting ballots. Until we get technology of some variety that is simplified enough that we know what's going on inside the machines. Um, hand counting is the only way that we can put eyes on it. Hand counting ballots is the latest fad among election deniers. Mm. It could significantly slow down ballot counting and farm it out to local precincts with fewer security controls. Many of the Colorado candidates pushing this kind of thing are appearing at forums and promotional events together. But only one so far has managed to ride the conspiracies right. to a Stop shot there at higher for a office. Sec. Okay, is it even feasible? How could we possibly hand count ballots like we did five years ago? Must be impossible. Explosion right. of population. I guess it was out of control. Or, or do they just make it sound like it's not possible? Right. Well, as Sean, uh, Colonel Sean Smith says, complexity breeds and hides corruption, right? Mm. The simplicity yes. of local hand counting. Now, what they want you to think about when they say this isn't feasible, it would significantly slow it down and farm it out to local precincts where there are fewer security controls. Okay, one, you're not farming it out, you're keeping it right? The people are keeping it. We're keeping mm -hmm. our elections in our local community and not allowing other people like third party vendors like Runbeck or Dominion or ES&S or uh, elected, uh, 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 selected officials like secretaries of state and, uh, and other politically, you know, Jenna Griswold is a secretary of state. She's highly politically motivated. She is a political actor and she has, uh, has, has taken every, um, every action that she can to ensure that she doesn't lose another election. Um, but this, this idea that it will slow down the ballot counting is one thing that I want to just focus on for a second because this is what we hear, right? They want you to think about Maricopa. They want you to think about that giant warehouse, right, or the, the um, TCF center or right where the Staples mm -hmm. Center where they did these big, massive, countywide counting 
uh, operations. That's what they want you to think about. And they think, oh my gosh, that's just got to be rife with human error and it's going to be too hard and it's going to take forever and we can't do it. That's not the, the recommendation on the table. The recommendation on the table is local precinct, precinct. Local, local hand counting at the precinct level. The average precinct size across the nation, right, not just in Colorado, mm -hmm. but across the nation is 2,000 people. And so they're saying, oh, we couldn't possibly do this. It's going to be so hard. It's like, we just, we, we can't. It'll take days. It'll, I remember when uh, Christy Burton-Brown was at the assembly, a little bit of a, of a tangent, but same, same mm -hmm. um, you know, emotional argument. We won't know the results of the assembly for, you know, weeks if we, if we try to hand count the five names on the ballot. Right. It's 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 this emotional, this mm -hmm. visceral. We, we, we can't possibly. Now, I don't care if it takes five days. I don't think it will. We're talking about 2000 people and the uh, the hand count system and process that's being proposed mm -hmm. is uh, will you know, you'll, people will learn as they get fat. They'll get faster as they learn. And and it is absolutely doable. There's no question that it's doable. It they doable. want you to believe that this is something we can't possibly accomplish. Nobody is going to show up to participate in their community election. And I, I, I personally don't think that's true. I think it is an emotional argument designed mm -hmm. to make people think that what we're proposing is going back into the dark ages. I think one of the headlines that I talked about on the show before was, uh, you know, going back to the horse and buggy days is what one of what one of them mm -hmm. said. Yeah, and it, they try and make people feel powerless, like it's this huge, massive system, and we couldn't possibly do it. But yeah, when you think about 2,000 people, yeah. that, that's a small community. And w even now we see it, now that we know how the caucus works and the precincts, and precinct leaders now are going out and connecting with their you know, fellow neighbors just right down the road and ho hosting events so people can come over and meet candidates. That's where we want it. And mm -hmm. the chance of <sighs> fraud on every single precinct being aligned in the same way, it, mathematically, it doesn't make sense. That's our safest way to make sure that mass fraud doesn't happen. Right, when you, when you decentralize, you are decentralizing the risk as well, right? And so when you look at the, um, the, the, the process that's being proposed, we count, nobody knows the election results of your precinct until the people in the precinct, right? They count it, you, you, you go, you vote, they're counted there at the precinct, mm -hmm. the results are posted outside, and then they are called up to the county, and everything from the precinct level is read-only. So you can't have a Jenna Griswold controlling, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of, of county-wide results. She's getting a report from what happens from the people, and that's how it should be. Okay. We shouldn't be told what our election results are by Jenna Griswold. We should be telling her what our election results are. Right, and then we'd have transparency, each precinct could look back and make sure that, okay, this is what I sent to you. Did you, did you do, did you account for that properly? They would help the transparency so much. It's just, yeah, problems on each level and they make it seem overly complex, overly difficult so people feel like giving up and it's, it's simple. We can fix right. this. Right, simple is great, and uh, we're going to get back to where, she, where, where Liz Landers starts to go nuts on Tina Peters. We'll get back to that in just a second, but I am really excited to have found this bank. 
Axos Bank that opened on Independence Day in 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank based on, built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at their rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in the freedom to do business without compromising your values. Amazing, right? Go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axosbank.com slash D-A-I-L-Y. And for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your rewards checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, a member of FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. All right, so she gets off her uh, her horse about uh, hand counting and how that's going to... I don't care. I don't care if it takes 38 days. I want an accurate result. I want a result that reflects the will of the people. If that means that Joe Biden won, then you know what? We'll hunker down and we'll deal with the bumbling old fool. But we have no public trust now that George, Bi <laughs> George Biden... That Joe <laughs> Biden won... <laughs> They all, all those politicians. The bicycle just, man. Right? What's up? What yeah. is up? Falling oh. upstairs? Come on. Yeah, they, falling oh. upstairs multiple times. He's fallen up the stairs multiple times and fell off of his bike while it was stationary. But yeah, 81 million votes, right? No, we don't have public trust. And, you know, you could say, well, Liz Landers can say, this would seriously slow down when we get our results and we won't know, you know, we might not know for a couple of days. Okay, well, you know what? Uh, it's been 18 months and there's no public trust in the outcome of the November 2020 election because of the, the transparent, the, the lack of transparency, black box, opaque system that you use. So should we wait a couple of days and make sure we get it right and accurate result that's completely under cameras, hand counted with integrity that everybody can see and everybody can audit? Or should we just, you know, trust the uniparty? No, mm, no, yeah. I think they lost our trust. All right, so let's hear what, uh, what Liz has to say about Tina Peters. Tina Peters has been indicted on election tampering charges. Does that make her a trustworthy vehicle for elections in this state? If Tina Peters were indicted and everybody was shown a bunch of evidence that she had done something wrong, I would say we need to, we need to be careful about what we're doing with her. She did hand over the material, though, to an outside person, right? She, she invited in a forensic report. Is that something that report. you would do? Uh -huh. Absolutely. She invited in experts. You would give the material to an outside to an outside I would person? have outside people come in, absolutely, experts in the field. Even if it was breaking the law? It didn't break the law. She, she, has, a, she has a sworn duty to do that, and there was, there's no law in place in Colorado that does not allow a clerk to forensically audit. Tina Peters is accused of real crimes, but she's given others, like Lupia, the sense that it's the right thing to do. Peters is the county clerk and recorder in Mesa County and is now running for the Colorado Secretary of State role, which would put her in control of elections there. She's accused of fraud and impersonation for concocting a fake ID to help someone copy voting machine information, which was later leaked online. Peters was indicted on 11 charges. In mid-May, a judge determined that Peters was not fit to administer the 2022 election in Mesa County. <laughs> the big lie. Actually, whenever you hear that from now on, think it's the Democrats' big cry. They're crying over the fact that we caught them in their dirty deeds. 
You spoke a little bit on the podium up there about the raid on your home, the indictments that you're facing. Um, do you think that you did anything wrong? And no, they wouldn't need to pass a law against what I did if what I did was already illegal. So that's all I'm going to say right now. Peters is running for now, but the governor signed a new law making it illegal to administer elections in the state if you've been convicted of election tampering. Ms. Peters, can you just kind of talk to me about, do you expect people to trust you if you have been indicted on election tampering charges, ma'am? Ma'am, those election tampering charges? Yeah, I gotta get to. Excuse oh, me. Okay. So, Thank um, you. So, please Thank don't you. touch me, sir. Don't touch you for touching me. So sorry. She doesn't just have the support of in-state election deniers. Her legal fund got an eight hundred thousand dollar right, boost let's from stop the My Pillow guy. Mike Lindell. All right. So just to recap for the audience, Tina Peters made a forensic image prior to Jenna Griswold's trusted build. So the election happened in November. The trusted build happened uh, starting in March. They went through August in all the different counties. Tina Peters was told, hey, we're going to come in by the Secretary of State. Hey, we're going to come in and do a software update and had some concerns based on what she had been seeing and hearing, had some concerns that, hey, I have a responsibility. I have a duty as an elected official to preserve election mm -hmm. evidence, all of the records of the election to preserve them for 25 months in the state of Colorado and, and 22 months from a federal law standpoint, the 2002 mm -hmm. HAVA Act. She was concerned, so she hired a contractor to make a forensic image of the machines prior to the trusted build and then they made an image of the machines after the trusted build and several highly credentialed highly respected cyber forensic experts have evaluated both of those images have compared them and have found significant election crimes were committed the first report shows 29,000 log files were deleted the second report shows the connections to the internet 36 wireless connections to the internet in the mesa county elections um, uh, election equipment as well as new databases being created and then the third report as we showed uh, and did a, um, a, a watch party for DA Rubenstein's investigation where he lied to the, the Mesa County commissioners and said that the first two reports showed no crimes, which they absolutely did. It's it, These are only not crimes if the rule of law no longer matters. If the rule of law is no longer a thing in the United States of America, or at least in the state of Colorado, then yeah, you can say that, that Jenna Griswold didn't, uh, didn't do any crimes with this trusted bill. But in reality, we have not repealed the laws that she violated. And so uh, that th these are crimes. Um, in that third Mesa report, it shows that votes were actually swapped. And um, so this is the, this saying, you know, Tina Peters has been accused of real crimes, as Liz Landers says. Um, they just passed Senate Bill 22153. Senate Bill 22153 specifically goes after the actions that Tina Peters took in Mesa County and makes them illegal. Why? Because they were not illegal. They were, in fact, required. It was her statutory duty to preserve election evidence, and the only way that she was able to do it is through what she did. And so with that, uh, everybody should be caught up on the story of, of Tina Peters, but you can see the spin here, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, she's been indicted. She's been, uh, that's an accusation. She's been accused of, uh, she's been accused of crimes, right? Crimes that they've now written bills to make crimes because they were so threatened because right. of the accuracy and the truth coming out they had to create a way to try and silence her but she will not be silenced 
She will not be silenced. And we're now, like I said, we're 18 months after the election, right? The number of people who believe that the ele- the 2020 election was at a minimum manipulated at a, uh, you know, mm-hmm. on the other end of the spectrum uh, was stolen and the, the results would likely be different. I think most of us who are on that are in that camp believe that the results would likely be different not just at the presidential level, but down ballot races as well. And what we've seen now and what we've learned since November 3rd of 2020, we know that they've been using these manipulative tactics, certainly in Colorado, what we call the election fraud test kitchen for a very long time. And so this idea that, you know, we have the safest and most, can you, like, they came out and said safest and most secure election in history. The, the FBI said it, the CISA people said it, the, all the Republicans and Democrats, you know, the uniparty uh, establishment, both incumbent can, uh, incumbents mm-hmm. and candidates um, have said it. It's not proved out by the evidence, though. We repeatedly have found that this, in fact, was not the safest and most secure election in history. Far from it. And uh, we're, we're, we're seeing that now. And one of, the, one of the challenges that they have to deal with is that we now know, in a lot of senses, what to look for. Right. We know we know how to look at the data and to see what they're doing in the back end, which we didn't know before. Right. I I mean, that is a key thing that the the folks that are the grassroots, the people that are the top line vote dot com candidates, we all address the election integrity and our opponents refuse to refuse to, which is I mean, I I. I, it blows my mind. Well, and it's be, they refuse to because they're weighing the political wind, right? They're weighing right. the political cost of, of, of making a statement uh, about election integrity because there is, a, there is a political cost to that. Now, I don't think it's what they, the very loud uniparty media wants you to believe because mm-hmm. as we see from the poll results, you know, Rasmussen has tracked this since Election Day and the numbers have only gone up. We started in the 30s, right? 30th percent in the 30 percent um, of people who believe that the that the election was stolen, and now we're over 50 percent of the country. And so they want you to think that we're all these crazy election deniers, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're fraud deniers, and we are truth seekers, and we are absolutely going to find the truth. Let's hear. Uh, did you have something? To say? Oh, I was saying the truth is coming to light. Yeah, it, that's exciting. Yeah, the truth will out. You can't stop it. It's coming. Let's go ahead and uh, and finish up Liz's reporting. I gotta get to. Excuse oh, me. Okay. So, Thank um, you. So please Thank don't you. touch me, sir. Don't touch you for touching me. So, sorry. She doesn't just have the support of in-state election deniers. Her legal fund got an eight hundred thousand dollar boost from the My Pillow guy. Mike Lindell is spending millions on this effort around the country while simultaneously being sued for the lies he's spreading. A Denver-based voting machine company called Dominion is going after him for $1.3 billion. You have here in Colorado the key to the whole nation because you had a great county clerk, Tina Peters, that did her job. Why endorse Tina Peters and support her when she's been charged right now? She wouldn't uh, have been charged if the evidence would have. Those are drummed up charges. You don't think the FBI had any reason to be investigating any of this? You think all of these charges are fake? They're all fake. They're all drummed up. Every one of them. Every one of them. Have you had conversations recently with former President Trump about your efforts? Do I talk about my efforts? Yeah, like your election efforts that you've been talking about. What does he have to do with what I'm doing? 
Well, aren't you doing this because you think that he won the election? No, no. See, you're under, you don't understand. It doesn't matter who won. They stole our election forever, forever and ever if we keep these machines. As Lindell says, this really isn't even about the former president anymore. The big lie doesn't need him. Colorado is an example of how questioning the election results to the point of disbelieving them has taken on a life of its own. I would never have dreamed years ago that I would be standing in front of you and telling you that the coroner's race in El Paso County is one of the most important races we have this year. Do you see election denialism, specifically of the 2020 election, seeping into this race, and how? Absolutely. My, uh, the other candidate running for coroner has spent more time talking about elections and voting machines and mail-in ballots far more than she's talked about investigating deaths and what she's going to do about homicides and fentanyl and suicides and all the things that the coroner actually does. It's, it's frightening. Um, countywide offices, um, you know, the clerk and recorder, the coroner, the sheriff, the treasurer, um, these are, the, these are the, the boots on the ground in a community. This is really where the rubber meets the road, where everyday citizens interact with their government. Their expectation should be government is competent and it's there when I need it and it gets out of the way when I don't. That's every American's goal with their government. That will not happen if some of these people are elected to these positions. Could we, could we pause it there? Yeah, I think that's the end, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that was enough. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, I'm exhausted. Go ahead. Go ahead and react. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just so ironic when you stop and listen to the words that they're actually using is that you want government to be there, you know, when you need it, and then to get out of the way. Th that's the opposite of what has happened right. with COVID. I mean, you, you can't just ask the government to please... Um, you know, go back, go away. Once, once we've given away power, once we've given away authority, it's very hard to regain that. And it's, yeah, it's ironic that those words would be chosen. He said competent, right? He said your government mm. is competent and then gets, <laughs> it's there when you need them and it gets out of the way. We definitely don't have competent government in, mm. in the state of Colorado, in El Paso County, uh, I mean, from the from the clerk's office to the panel of commissioners to the coroner who uh, is, you know, doing two jobs and collecting two salaries, getting a glossy spread from Vice News. And they don't even bother to ask him about the fact that he's collecting two salaries while the people of El Paso County who pay those two salaries are having to deal with one guy doing double duty because he's wants to collect two salaries. Well, in fact, it, I mean, it's it's just the opposite. It, even um, at our local paper, the Gazette, has had three similar kind of hit pieces where they're saying that, you know, he is the qualified person. You need a high school degree. Right. You need to have integrity. You need to have leadership. Um, that's what, I mean, he, he hasn't done his research, or if he has, he's certainly not sharing it, but the last five years, I have fought the opioid epidemic. I know about fentanyl. I know about heroin. I know about how to help people through these problems and how to address it, whereas he's just capturing these numbers. Right. And 
so no, leadership is the key here. And one of the things that our, you know, I'm a small business owner and we have five locations now. We're growing because unfortunately mental health is right. a growing need. Um, but we have a 92% retention rate for our providers in, in mental health. That's unheard of. Right. We take care of our people. That's what a medical director does someone that oversees the office, like the office of the coroner, and make sure that the people are taken care of so they can do their job. There's 15 people in there, hard workers, highly qualified, highly educated. They just need someone to support them, to have a job that they can do with integrity. Well, and to represent the, the will of the people in the office, Absolutely. right? Is they're, they're positioning this as though the, the people really shouldn't have any say in who their coroner is, but unfortunately in Colorado, it's an elected position. So, you know, you need to get somebody who is a, you know, forensic pathologist who has all of these different degrees and, and can oversee, you know, the, all of the things that he said mm -hmm. that he is are, you know, qualifications in part, for the most part, for a medical director, for a medical examiner. Correct. Right. Not for a coroner. And the coroner's job is to do the, the, politics of it right to, to right. oversee the will of the people as there are decisions that need to be made pertaining to the people of el paso county uh leon kelly seems married to the establishment and thinks that we should keep going that's that i think in, in el paso county is the biggest choice um uh and, and really in in elections generally our biggest choice is do you think that your government is serving your needs i'm a zero incumbent person i don't think we should have any incumbents i don't yes. think that in this environment when we've gotten to this point in america and in colorado when we've mm -hmm. gotten to this point that anybody gets another another at bat i don't think they do i we, think i we think we don't want more of the same we don't want we, more we of can't. the same leon kelly wants more of the same he's saying you know if we if we rock the boat and you know it reminds me of that old wag the dog don't change horses midstream right we're in the middle of the COVID crisis don't change horses midstream keep leon kelly as your coroner slash medical examiner at yeah. a cost of five hundred thousand dollars a year yeah, and a, a cost to the, the loved ones that right. no one is looking into the deaths that may be related to this experimental gene therapy. People have come up to me and said, hey, I, I spoke to Kelly and, uh, you know, I lost my loved one a couple weeks after they had this shot. Could it be related? Will you look into it? No, we're not looking into it. Yeah. It's, um, it's egregious. Because it's just a conspiracy theory. Right. Forget the fact that, you know, every single one of us knows someone at this point who's been vaccine injured. It's just conspiracy theories at this point. The other thing that uh, she said, that Liz said to, um, to, uh, to Mike Lindell when she was interviewing him was, but the FBI, you really think the FBI, the beacon of ethics, the FBI, we're supposed to place, all, so the FBI says something and that is all of a sudden credible? This is from a journalist. Right. Allegedly, an alleged journalist uh, that that the FBI has said, uh, you know, that 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 Tina Peters should be indicted. And, and so she was indicted and, and they can't all be drummed up charges because the FBI wouldn't do that. Whitmer <coughs> kidnapping. Wow. Uh, yeah. But the, the last thing is. Leon Kelly, and I want to give you a chance to respond to this. We're almost out of time, but I want to give you a chance. He says, my opponent has spent more time talking about elections than about what she's going to do about investigating deaths and about fentanyl. What role does the coroner have in stopping fentanyl use? 
Well, um, it's helpful when they can report accurately how many people were losing due to fentanyl. But then it, when you're going beyond that, uh, I mean, he's, he's taken that boat and he's riding it that here's how we're going to address our, our problems politically here in our county is by being aware that people are dying of fentanyl. I mean, there's, it is a complex problem. We need to stop the need. We need to stop the access. We need to raise awareness that, you know, just even one time accidentally somebody using street fentanyl, maybe something heroin that is mixed, has fentanyl in there, mm -hmm. accidentally, it can be lethal. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he's just not willing to do the investigation into the deaths that are being ignored and then being willing to swab uh, with a PCR test anybody that will, you know, want to have a, a federal um, kickback to incentivize these kind of numbers, which takes away our rights. Right. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. The, uh, the PCR tests that, if you've forgotten, were discontinued at the end of last year because they don't work. Um, we're no longer using those PCR tests. Now, the only test that, uh, that I believe you can find, if, unless you go to a medical facility, uh, you can get them here at libraries and grocery stores and other places, all made in China. Every single, every single one of those test strips is made in China. And um, that's, you know, that's, that's the future of globalism. That's where they want us. Uh, it seems to me that the, the, the status quo coroner in El Paso County, as well as the status quo clerk and the status quo commissioners and all of the, you know, and it's not just El Paso County, right? Yeah. We see this, this establishment problem um, all over. Uh, we, uh, it's just like Dr. Fauci. Right. He's got all those degrees behind his name. Right. But does that make that person qualified to represent our will? Right. Well, no. they have to be willing to listen, right? And this is, right. this is, so what we're getting at, I mean, I think the kind of underlying is this whole expert class, right? We have mm. this, this trust the experts, right? Trust the science, the scientists mm -hmm. and the experts say, the, 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 the social experts say that your child should be able to choose their own gender and the experts say it. And so you need to trust the experts. The experts say that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine do not work against COVID and that in fact they can be dangerous and we have to trust the experts. The experts say that the world will be underwater in the next 12 years if we don't radically change our way of life. The experts say it and so we have to trust it. The experts are always wrong. Well, yeah, they've, they've shown us we cannot right. trust the experts. We have to use our, our common sense. We have to talk with each other we have to pray and need discernment to be able to figure out what's true and parents yeah right. parents they know what's best for their kids and we connect with our community and it it just it will change everything it will well, change so we're not 
in this right. mess. And we have, you know, th th it's a logical fallacy to appeal to authority, right? You should be mm -hmm. able to make your case without saying, just trust me, I'm an expert, or trust that guy, he's an expert, right? right? You should be able to to make your logical, rational case. And instead, we've, we've now repurposed our entire society based on the logical fallacy of just trust the experts and just trust the science. The idea of settled science and, and trusting the science and not questioning, not questioning the science is anti-scientific. It, it is the, the opposite of science, which is. is the pursuit of knowledge. Yeah, you have to test your hypothesis. You right. have to try to disprove your hypothesis. And you keep trying, and uh, otherwise we just stagnate. Right. If you won't take a challenge, if you want to censor the opposition because it's for your own good, no. We're, right. we're all adults, and we can make decisions for ourselves. And thank you, we don't need the government to fix all these problems because we know what happens when the government decides they make to it fix worse. problems. <laughs> <laughs> they make all the problems worse. <laughs> baby food, baby formula, for example, right? Two babies died of a bacterial infection, so they shut the entire plant down, right? That mm -hmm. was the answer. That was the government's answer. You guys have to stop producing baby formula. Now there's an international baby formula shortage, and American babies are starving. So let's call the government and see what we should do next. Oof. No, get them out of the way. Like Leon Kelly said, like right? Said. Only we want competent. We want actual competent mm -hmm. um, and much less government. Please. Much, much less government. Well, we are out of time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Ash. It's, it's always, always good to have to you on the show. And we do pray at the end of every show. So can I pray with you, please? Yes, please. All right. Heavenly Father, oh, I just, as we come into your presence, Lord, just, just, bring you all the honor and all the glory lord all the praise belongs to you everything that we are everything that we have is yours lord you have woken us up during this time you've created us you've put us on our our own unique journeys that have all led us to this point in time where we're pulling on all of the things that we've that we've learned and used and experienced all of it is coming together and converging in this moment lord and we're just so grateful that you have made us awake for this time that you've put us here and that you've entrusted us with such a such an important job of telling the truth in a time of such deception father god i thank you for dr weber i just pray that you will continue to surround her with your presence lord fill her with your spirit and allow her to go up in this this contest that she's in for coroner of el paso county and to as people look at the candidates in the race that as they look at Dr. Weber, they'll see you, Lord. And we just pray that you will just go before us, Lord, that you will walk walk with us and carry us when we need it. Above all things, Lord, we ask for, for you to keep us planted firmly in the center of your will, that you will reprimand us and and get us back on track when we need it, Lord, and that you will help us to do the things that you've put us here to do with boldness and courage that can only come from you. Father God, we just pray for all of the minds, Lord, that, that you will open the minds and, and wake them up. Lord, all of the, the people that are watching this show and the families that surround those people, Lord, that you'll wake up their minds to see the truth during this time, that the scales will fall from their eyes and that you'll give them also a boldness to speak truth. Father God, we thank you for this platform. We give it to you. It's all yours, Lord. 
all the glory, honor, and praise to you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here. We are out of time. And Mr. Producer, you're going to have to put the things up so I can read them because I don't have it memorized. Thank you. All right. You can watch us daily. Conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Clout Hub, and Frank Speech. We go live every day, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. at 10 a.m. Mountain and at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Please smash the Rumble button if you have not done so already. It's a little plus sign down below the Rumble window. And we are also now on Bright on. You can have the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible, as well as a whole bunch of other places. And please go on the audio and give us a five-star review. It helps the algorithm. Be sure to share this post, uh, this, this, this uh, podcast. And if you want to get notified when we go live, you can text FREEDOM to 89517. Subscribe to the newsletter. Get the daily fax blast. Uh, the link to that is in the description. For the uh, CD membership, we want to thank all of our listeners of the Conservative Daily Podcast as we search pursue truth and fight for our liberties we will continue to search for and provide the most accurate information and analysis that we can in order to better our nation now at conservative daily you have the option to become a member with us at conservative daily dash plans and pricing page you have the option to become an advocate defender patriot super patriot or founder each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with daily facts blast this is almost automating your uh, holding your representatives and and other legislators accountable great uh great to interact with the flex boss if you don't know about those yet go check them out you get other monthly savings and access to extra contacts interactions with the hosts and guests these memberships start at ten dollars a month and you get some great discounts with those. Conservative Daily members will not only be a part of a brave community fighting together for one another, but will also be able to provide valuable input, input and be a voice of change in their community. Go to conservativedaily.com for more information. Thank you, everyone, so much for, for tuning in today. Thank you again, Dr. Weber, you, for being here. And uh, we'll see you, see you all tomorrow morning. God bless. <laughs>